In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey listeners, Jeff Zimfer, welcome to another episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. So at the time I'm recording this, this is uh, immediately after the Thanksgiving holiday, and you're listening to this. We are in the month of December, most likely, unless there's an early release on this, which there very well could be. Either way, hope your Thanksgiving was a good one. Hope you spent time with family and friends. I was off in Iowa attending an Iowa State University game. Go Cyclones! watching my nephew, Brock Purdy, true freshman starting quarterback for Iowa State Cyclones, tear it up and just continue to break records for that team. So if you're a college football fan, do me a favor, go check out Iowa State Big 12 and check out some of the talent that's happening over there. Uh, Now, in regards to talent, in regards to you and the new year and new planning, what is your plan for 2019? Do you want to get more realtor referral partners? Do you want to drive sales through social media? Do you want to survive and thrive the digital real estate shift? If that's a yes for you, and I know it is, or you wouldn't be listening, what's your plan? How are you going to get the training? How are you going to learn what you need to do to build your personal brand online, to be able to create videos, to be able to engage with relevant social media in the right context? What about generating your own consumer direct leads, running Facebook ads and things like that. Look, you aren't trained probably in how to do this. You're a mortgage loan originator. And this is something new for all of us. And I get it. I'm learning it every single day and trying to bring the best of what I know to you through these podcasts. But this podcast is only one part of it. The next step, if you'd like to go further, if you'd like to thrive in 2019, if you'd like to be a modern originator, and stay relevant, then go check out the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership. It's the place where we unpack and do a deep dive on the strategies, tools, and tactics that you need to pivot and succeed in the new economy, if you will. You know, 
you may have heard it said that it's survival of the fittest, but the real saying is it's not the, the fittest that survive. It's the ones that are most adaptable to change. And let's face that the, the uh, acceleration, the pace at which technology is driving change in our industry is, 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 is moving at a rapid pace and it's getting even faster. And so we need to move quickly. The window of time you've got to pivot and learn these strategies is it probably isn't as long as you think. So I'd like to invite you to come check out more and become a member. Join the other mortgage professionals that are learning how to do social media, video marketing, how to engage on Instagram and Facebook and direct, you know, run their own consumer direct leads, how to actually um, attract real estate agents as true partners, largely by teaching agent classes. So check it out, mortgagemarketing.pro. I'll put links in the show notes. You can learn more over there. All right, let's get into this week's show with my very special guest, Chelsea Pites. And Chelsea, I saw speak at a recent um, conference by Commissions Inc. and was so impressed with what she presented when it comes to social media and strategy and just the psychology behind why social media is is such a you know integral part of most of our lives and and and, and such a big part of how we communicate and engage today. I wanted to have her on to talk about this. Um, Chelsea is going to talk about how to build a powerful personal brand with a camera first strategy. What does that mean? Well, Chelsea's done her research. She's really you know presented some facts and some psychological research as to why right this whole you know air quotes camera first social media strategy is growing so much and how it's moving more and more to the camera. We've heard Facebook say that they're going to be all video by 2020, right? With the growth of Instagram and Snapchat and all these visually driven social media platforms. It's because of the psychological impacts that has when it, you know when in regards to connecting with other people and particularly with our faces. So if you haven't got yet on video, you're going to understand listening to Chelsea as to why. If you're not using images in your social media on Instagram and other places, Facebook and so forth, uh, you're going to understand why, right? Chelsea does an amazing job of unpacking the psychology behind why a camera first uh, world is where we are living and that we, if we want to stay relevant, need to adapt and pivot. But who is Chelsea? She's a rock star. She's the national director of social sales at Fidelity National Financial. She's also contributing uh, author to Inman, and uh, she has been in the real estate and title industry for, gosh, I think 18 years now. And she's known uh, for her show on Snapchat called Chell's Chat, right? Snap Show, marketing snappily ever after. She's the co-founder of Snappack Live, a Facebook group of nearly a thousand like-minded real estate professionals using social media. Uh, she's the founder, uh, founding member of a real estate mastermind group that includes mortgage tech and other folks. Uh, she, as I said, Inman, she's a contributing speaker uh, at Inman Connect. She's an expert trainer for Breakthrough Broker. She's a keynote speaker, social media educator, author as well, author of the book, Talking in Pictures, which you can find on Amazon. And she talks about a camera first branding with social media strategies. She works with teams and individuals and companies um, specifically within the real estate industry. So she knows real estate very, very well. And that's why I wanted to have her on because you can share this episode with your real estate agents, add value to them. You can gift uh, her book, Talking in Pictures from Amazon to real estate agents and uh, just you know learn, listen, learn, and apply. That's what I want you to do from today's show. And then also a quick shout out to Chelsea. She's one of the selected speakers at the uh, Gary Vaynerchuk annual event called Agent 2021. If you haven't heard of this, this is happening uh, in January of uh, 2019, January 17th of 2019. It's in Miami at the Hard Rock Stadium. And Chelsea is one of the uh, featured speakers. I'm talking about social 
sales and everything that's camera first. And that's an incredible honor to be one of the uh, selected speakers for the Gary Vaynerchuk event out there. And I'm going to put links to all this in the show notes. If you want to find out more about it, uh, you can also go to agent2021.com. You can look up Chelsea online, on the socials, on Facebook. That's where you'll find her on Instagram. And I'll put all the links in the show notes as well. So without further ado, let's get into this week's show with my very special guest, Chelsea Heights. Hey, Chelsea, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. Thank you so much. I'm really honored to have you here because uh, I saw you speaking at the recent uh, Commissions Inc. Uh, conference in Vegas. And um, it's not often, I think, that you see somebody in your role, uh, and I'll allow you to tell people who you are, what you do real briefly here, but it's not often you see somebody uh, in your role, you know, really having such a high level education and a knowledge of social media and things like that. So with that kind of build up, for those listening who aren't familiar with who you are, what do you, what do, you do? Tell us your quick bio. So my quick bio, I've been in the real estate industry for 18 years. I started as a real estate agent. I worked in new homes. I worked in residential resale. I went through the great times. I went through the (laughs) bad times. And when the crash happened, uh, I live in Arizona. It hit us really hard. Mm -hmm. And so um, I personally lost all of my residences, my investments, my personal home I lived in. Um, so it was a really interesting time to be in real estate. So I've seen the ups, the downs, and now the regular. And so then I, I wanted to stay in the industry because I loved it so much. And now I'm working on the on the title insurance side with an incredible company I've been with for 10 years, Fidelity National Financial. Yeah. And I get to really educate my key people who are real estate agents and lenders and title sales executives. And I get to share my passion every day about social media and communication. And so it's like a dream job. <laughs> Yeah. And, and your content is really, really good. I mean, you, there, there's a lot of um, wannabes out there, if you will. A lot of people just regurgitating content, but that's why what stood out to me when I saw your presentation was like, I have to have you on the podcast and just share your message. Um, you. <laughs> yeah, you bet. No, great job. Uh, so I'm looking at, I'm going to reference my show notes a few times here. So I make sure I'm on track because what you talked about is something that people don't always talk about. Or the only other person I've heard talk about this is, is Simon Sinek. When he talks about the whole dopamine thing, right? When you get the like and the thumbs up and all that. But um, <laughs> you talk about what you call the science of screen to screen. Mm-hmm. And you actually really like did a lot of research on this, right? As to why this is so crazy. <laughs> yeah, I did. I became obsessed um, would be the right word. Because again, as somebody who is a Gen Xer, I am, you know, almost a 40 year old mom. I am not the demographic typically that would be not only one on Snapchat, but building business on Snapchat. Like people were like, you're doing what, where? And so I didn't grow up with it. So still to this day, I find it very odd and strange what happened, but my life was absolutely changed by using that particular platform at the time before we had Instagram stories and Facebook live and all of that was Snapchat. And I found myself connected with these people on a deep level. And I thought it was very strange. And I was like, no, these people are my friends. They don't feel like they're my friends. They are my friends, but we had never met. And so I became obsessed with the why, what was it that had shifted in, in like with technology and communication styles that made me feel that way. And so I went on this, you know, year long journey of diving really deep into psychology and neuroscience. My background is actually in psychology. I was actually going to become a psychologist. Um, and I didn't end up doing that, obviously. But so I was really interested in the human brain and, and how we are um, leveraging 
cameras and social media to create communities and to communicate and how it was changing our brains and then our expectations. And I layer that in with technology and how now our behavior training with Facebook and Facebook ads and Uber and Netflix and Amazon, how all those things come together and how we now develop trust through technology. And so that's really what the, the journey was. And the book that I wrote was really about that and how it changed. And so I truly believe it. I mean, you can hear it in my voice. I believe that it absolutely has changed us as human beings and our behavior, and it will continue to do so. All right. So to not, not get into a debate here, but has it changed us for the, for the better? <laughs> or, or is like, like anything, there's always two sides. Yeah, of course. I mean, anybody can argue both sides, right? And yeah. this is the way that I look at it. Because a lot of people ask me, again, as a parent, how I feel about my child mm. being involved with technology at a high level, whether watching the iPad or will I let him have social media, those types of things. And I have to think about, you know, back in the, the early 80s, right? When, when we were kind of like growing up and stuff and it was like, oh, video games, that's going to ruin everybody. Video games are going to ruin <laughs> yeah. everybody. And, you know, our parents and our grandparents, they're like, oh my gosh, have you seen the Rolling Stones? Have you seen the Beatles? They're going to ruin people, right? So there's right. always something that's going to ruin someone. So I think it's how you leverage it. Um, and I say jokingly for good, not evil. Yeah. Um, and I personally, it's, it's, it's enhanced my life. Um, you know, from a very personal level, my, my parents who are in their seventies get to see me and their grandson every single day. Right. And it's killer for them, right? Like they're with us on the journey. And yep. so for me, I think it's, I think it can be used either way. I like to choose to use it for good, not evil. <laughs> hey, with, with great power comes great responsibility, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, so love that. Thank you. Um, let's talk about a couple of things I know for my audience, the listeners, right? It's uh, like, you know, the average realtor, loan officer, 53, whatever the age is. Um, and you, you were honest about this. I think when I talked to you last time, um, what I wrote down for notes was um, two things. Number one, remember to pick up your phone. This, this is, I want to stop here for a minute because uh, that's hard for me to remember. Like you talked about demographics. So I got like 12, 13 years on you. So for me, like to, to, to go, hey, man, you know, like I even had to do it this morning. I went out with my wife. We're having this coffee at this awesome coffee shop where they do the hearts and all that. So yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, whoa, whoa, time out. This is an Instagram moment. <laughs> How do you get there? How do you get comfortable doing that? Yeah, it is really hard. I mean, it's the hardest thing about getting involved is that, you know, you might hear a great podcast or read a book or go to a conference and you're like, authenticity, you've got to yeah. be you, right? And then right. you're like, well, first of all, being you on camera is real hard unless yeah. you've done it for a long time. So don't buy into that. That is where you want to get, but you're not getting there until you are forcing yourself to do the thing, just like working out. It's just like going to the gym and you're not going to lose the 20 pounds unless you're there for a year and you're eating right. And it's, right. it's a habit that you're building. Mm -hmm. And so people are saying, well, I just don't have time for social media or I'm, I'm belly to belly. I'm face to face. Great. Social media is going to help you like explode your sales and brand because you can do that more often with more people in one day. You just have to get this idea that it's totally different. Like right now, when we look at voice and all that, we can't comprehend it because it's not here yet. Yeah. This is now just coming into our world and still it's a little weird because we're not used to it. So it's about prospecting and traditional sales. It's just a different format. And we have to build the same time into our day that we do for, for emails and thank you notes and all of the things we have to do for business 
you have to build it in. It's just another piece of the business. So honestly, I used to have to set reminders in my phone to like go off so that I would pick up my phone and do something with it. And then once I got into the habit, it became second nature. And then the other thing people always ask me is, well, my life is boring or I hate seeing what people are posting for lunch. I hate seeing their lattes with the hearts in it. I don't care about that. Listen, you don't have to believe something for it to be true, right? Mm -hmm. We've heard that a million times and nobody cares what you like. Mm -hmm. And there is a magic in the mundane because if you think about it, when you're at the end of the day with your loved ones, your family, you're not all bells and whistles, Disneyland every day. You're talking about, oh yeah, I had to take my car in and get four tires. That was awful and da, da, da. That's where the weird voyeur part of us as human beings is at, And you don't have to be exciting every time. You don't have to be teaching or dropping a tip every time you're doing an Instagram story. You can just be you. And if you don't like seeing the latte with the heart, then tap on by to the next one because there will be someone who says, oh my gosh, I love that place. I go there all the time. So-and-so is a great barista. I love it when he does the leaf or the Christmas tree for, for holidays in my coffee. There will be someone. And you know what? You can tap on the next one. So we have to get out of that mindset of, Oh, I don't like that. I don't want to see what somebody's eating for lunch. Great. Tap, tap cross to the next one. And you don't have to do that. So it's just really a mindset. So you've heard the phrase, we're both fans of Gary Vee and stuff. You know, he talks about uh, document. Um, and what just popped in my head listening to your, to your great response there is you're really kind of documenting those segments of your life, right? right. That, that you may think are boring um, and they, and they may be boring. Yeah. Um, but you're giving, what you're doing is inviting somebody else into your life. So give you an example of one I thought of, and this is, you just gave me this idea. I'm going to, I'm going to try it. But like, so one thing that drives me crazy in full disclosure, I'm going to have the haters come after me is my, my dogs. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't pick the dogs. They're these two little, you know, Shih Tzu and a terrier mix. One's getting old. One's got like emotional issues. And today, oh. today I just found out he probably has anxiety or whatever. and needs a, <laughs> needs a shrink or a uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. And I, and I was just like, all the, the, the thought I got was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to Instagram like this dog. Be like, damn dog needs yeah. need the prescription, you know? So that's an example of just like sharing your life, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And people have dogs with anxiety disorder. <laughs> I, I am one of them. I get it. And I might say, oh, we have the same thing. Or, or hey, have you tried the, I think there's like a dog jacket that you can put on that makes them like less straight jacket or something (laughs) i mean you never i and the way i learned this was the hard way because i did all business tips all the time for years and i thought that is what value is right Mm -hmm. my perception of what was valuable to my audience was that it had to fit in this box and what i found was is that value comes in all shapes and sizes value is when you make someone smile Value is when you make them remember something that was meaningful to them. You connect with them on an emotional level. You connect with them on their passion for food and food pictures or dogs and their issues that they have. There's all sorts of value. And not every single thing has to be like, wow, that was a 10 out of a 10. Mm. And the things that you think that you spend time on that you were like, I have just taught you how to make thousands of more dollars by teaching you this Facebook ad tip. But then the next one was, you know, the nail color that people are asking me on my hands. I'm like, people, not one person commented on the, on the content I spent so much time creating the stuff that it just, you know, was an afterthought people are into, right? So you never know what's going to hit, which is 
why you have to do it all. That's why you have to just keep creating it and just putting it out there. And if you force yourself to do that in like 90 days, you're going to be a lot more comfortable. You're not going to be less stiff. You're going to feel more comfortable. Your face is going to look different because you're relaxed. People always say, oh my God, you're a natural on video. The only reason it seems like I'm a natural on video is because I'm relaxed now. And there's something that happens with your face when you're relaxed that people are like, oh, this is like a real human being. You can't get there until you do it every day for a long time. So you're not going to turn on the camera and be like, oh my gosh, I'm super authentic and here's my life and 300 people are going to be messaging me. No, that's not how anything works, right? It's not how anything works. Hmm. So why, why is this, you think, I know this goes back to the psychology and research you did. I'm looking at one of your slides, which uh, is reminiscent of, uh, was it Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I love that. That's real nerdy on the slides. Yeah. I know. That's, that's, <laughs> you don't see that every day at a real estate conference. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, wh- why, why is this, why do people love it so much, right? Why has it grown and it's become just part of like, it's yeah, part of society? I, I'm, I'm going to give you a couple of really interesting statistics from Facebook, right? And then I'm going to tell you the why, because I believe if I can tell people the why, a light bulb is going to go off and they're going to say, hmm, I may not rush in there and try this, but now I can see why this is a thing. And so here's the deal. Um, Facebook has said as of, I think last week on their earnings call, they said, we're going all in on stories. That's our thing. We believe that's the future of social media. There is 1 billion stories being created per day on Instagram, on Facebook, on Facebook Messenger, on WhatsApp. Now, there is a reason that people are gravitating towards it. Number one, it's mostly faces. Our brains cannot tell the difference between seeing a face on a screen and seeing a face in real life. We love faces. We have dedicated areas of our brains to facial recognition. So we don't even know what's happening, but we start to feel like, I really feel like I know this person because you're staring at their face all day. The next part of it is it's in real time. Mm. And that's the part about like the psychology of Maslow here in this community is that we get to have a thing in real time. I can message you if I want to and be part of your story. That was the first time that ever happened to us. So we could watch YouTube and we could get into our YouTubers that we watched every single week, but we couldn't talk to them while it happened. That was something that was already in the past. Mm. So now we can have a relationship and go on the journey together. And then you layer that on with, of course, all the triggers of, you know, oh, there's a notification. I have to open it. You know, I'm getting you hooked on all this, you know, this thing, this social media thing. And so it's so powerful and they know that it's so powerful. They're willing to leave money on the table because let's be real, Facebook and Instagram don't make money on stories yet because they can't monetize it the same way. They don't know how they have to change their business model and they're willing to do that and to go all over here because of of how powerful psychologically it is. And people want to have private one-on-one conversations. One in five Instagram stories leads to a direct message. What other content you're doing is 20% of the time people proactively talking to you. Nothing, right? And if you're in sales, you can use this to connect with prospects and clients and on a different level. I can talk to 50 people a day face-to-face. I can't do that in, in, in physical real life, right? Yeah. So it's there's something really to it. So when I know that people like Facebook who are a for-profit company are walking away from money on the table from the feed because they can put more ads in the feed. They can't figure out how to monetize quite yet the stories. They're willing to do that. That's a big deal. That's an indicator that something is changing here and they know it. And so everybody else needs to think about 
how do I start using stories to build my brand? Because that's where we're going. Wow. That's good stuff. Um, well then how do you figure out where to be? Uh, because you, got it. you know what I'm saying? You, yeah. Yeah. Insta stories, Facebook stories. Come on. <laughs> I get asked that question all the time. The, the top questions I get asked are, what do I say about content? How do I create content? And the next ones are, where do I need to be? And then after that, it's, do I put the same thing on all the channels? Right. Right. So content eventually will come naturally to you as you force yourself to do it. It's like buying a white car and all of a sudden you see the same white car everywhere you drive on the road. Once you start doing it, you become more aware and these ideas pop into your head. So you will never run out of content. Um, It just takes a little while to kind of get comfortable with it. The second piece of it is that you have to be everywhere. And I'm sorry to say, people are like, oh, I don't have the time for that. Well, if I did four stories a day on Facebook and Instagram, that's less than two minutes. Okay, y'all have two minutes to do stories. There's just no excuse for it. And there's also no excuse for not building it into part of your marketing strategy. You have to market. So build part of that in. And um, you need to be everywhere because quite frankly, we're picky, we're finicky, we get bored. If I'm standing in line and I'm tired of looking through my Facebook feed, I'm going to go over to Instagram and waste some time there too. So it's 2019. We're all on more than just Facebook. So let's be on all the places. Now, the next thing is, should you put the same content in in different places? I personally am not a fan of that. And it's because I know that people follow me in multiple places. And it's great when they get to see sort of like almost like a different part of the chapter that I'm talking or writing that day of my life. And it's easy because people think, oh my gosh, I have to create totally original content. No, I can be standing here with my phone. I can take a picture of you and me doing this right now. And then I can, you know, um, maybe when you have the show notes up or something, I can take a picture of the show notes. It's the same theme. I'm just not giving the exact same picture or video Mm -hmm. in every single place that I'm going. If I'm on a trip, maybe I do a picture of the sunset. Then I go over here and there's a picture of the hotel. You get that I'm all in the same place and it's the same theme. It took me two seconds to go from here to shift my camera over to here so that people who are going to different places will see different original content and still be engaged and drawn in. And that way they can say, oh, every time I go to watch her story, no matter where it is, it's all different stuff. And I love that because I don't get bored because we have no attention span. (laughs) We're goldfish, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. So how do you manage all that? Are you using any third-party apps or are you just doing all direct stuff? Yeah, I don't use third-party apps. Um, You know, the socials really like you to be native. You know, they want you to go in there. They want you to upload content and create it there natively uh, because they want people to spend more time in there. Because the more time we spend, the more ads they can sell, the more money they can make. And, you know, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. They're a for-profit company, like I said. Um, But, yeah, no, you really should be. um, So no, no buffer, no Hootsuite, none of that. I don't. I mean, it's I'm not. There's nothing wrong with it if you want to use it, and certainly for large corporations, sometimes you have sure. to because scale, yeah. you have a lot of content to scale. You have, may have multiple operations and people that you need to do that for. Um, but as far as your personal brand, I do not believe you can outsource your personal brand. You can never treat it carefully enough. That's all we have because when any of these platforms go away, which they could all go away tomorrow. At the end of the day, it's all about a personal brand because now we have an expectation that we see companies on stories and showing their faces and all of that. And as an individual small business or an entrepreneur, I personally believe you have 
way greater opportunity than like the Nikes, the Adidas, the Apples, because they can see your face, right? Those companies have to outsource their brand. There is no one person that they can like connect with on this journey. But as an individual, I think that's such a huge benefit because then there's like that one face that they always know is your brand. So you have to be everywhere. You have to do your own brand yourself and you have to create content on all the places. What is your response to, you know, those are the, the companies out there that will post content on your behalf. We all, we've all seen it. We know what it's like. What is, what is your response to a, that's better than nothing uh, and, or B, you know, I know the kind of a best practice is if they're, if you're getting that automated posting, cause you're at the company or whatever, and they do that. Um, as long as you add your own little two cents, your take on that, are you just, it's, it's like, no, not at all. Or is a, a happy blend there? Or what do you think? Yeah, I think it's really dependent on, you know, the, the type of company that's out there. There are some excellent companies that do provide those services. And mm-hmm. you, I think it would be, um, you know, beneficial for, for people and brands and companies. And hopefully those companies that you do work with that will help you build that brand and post things for you. Um, you know, hopefully you can have a conversation with them and they can get to know a little bit about your audience and your content style, because that's always great to have it personalized a little bit more. You know, obviously if you're in real estate, you don't want to be posting something that's, you know, not real estate related or maybe something in a totally different, um, you know, industry. So I think I would just be, be cautious about, you know, like anything else, whether it's buying a car or anything you want to research, you want to research the company and and the kind of content that they share and do they have a good support staff? So I definitely don't think it is, you know, blanket, don't do it. It's negative or anything like that. I think there are, um, great reasons and opportunities for doing that for different brands and companies. And you just have to make sure you find the right company that will partner with you in the, in the best way to provide the kind of content that you need. But I also think that, you know, that's great to have sort of that, you know, content built up, but I think again, too, you can still grow, but I think that you'll grow faster and more exponentially if you can inject your own persona, your personality, because we all want to work with the human being that we know, like, and trust, right? We all want to say, oh, you've got a kid that's five. So do I. That's awesome. Here's something that we can connect on. And so, you know, you've got to put a little of you into it no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, for sake of time, let's give people a couple of quick, um, you know, best practices, takeaways uh, uh, in referencing what I saw you present there. You have this, this slide that basically says, do this now. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> What I'm referring to. Yeah, Yeah, I do. Um, So I was kind of just saying, because people ask me, what should I do in what order? I do believe Instagram stories is it for now. I think that you need to get on Instagram stories first and foremost. Uh, I think it's probably going to give you the most engagement. You're going to learn more about the people. You have much more of an intimate relationship with the people that are on there that you're engaging with. Um, Then I would do Facebook Live, mainly because of the algorithm and the ability to get some more organic reach. You want to build brand awareness. You want people to see you in the feed. I don't care if you don't watch Facebook Live videos. I don't care if people don't watch your Facebook Live videos. What I do care about is the billboard effect as you're passing by through the feed. So um, that's really important. And then, you know, live video does help you get really good on stories too. Live video is the hardest thing to do because you're live and there's something mentally that happens when it's even just you and your phone and nobody else there that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm live. Um, So it does have some, some extra benefits where you can kind of get better at, you know, public speaking or giving your sales pitches or, you know, talking across a client and doing a listing appointment. All those things will improve. 
Then um, I think I said, was it Facebook stories? I can't remember. Yep, Facebook stories. Yep. Facebook stories. Why Facebook stories? People are going to say, oh, nobody uses Facebook stories yet. Right? Okay, great. Nobody uses Instagram TV yet. So you might as well be the first person that's at the top of everyone's feed for free. It takes you one minute a day. So what's it hurting? I mean, I want people to open up the apps and say, oh my gosh, every time I open it, I see your face. You are everywhere. You're the person I want to work with. Great. That's called perception marketing. So um, Facebook stories for sure, especially now that they've made an announcement that they're going all in on it. They're going to be pushing hard on stories. Uh, and then um, I do think you need to do, uh, you know, LinkedIn too. LinkedIn is really coming back on the scene. They're a great content platform. They just changed their algorithm last month to help the small creator to get more exposure. So it's not all just going to the top 1%, like the Richard Bransons and, you know, all the big players that are on LinkedIn. So definitely I recommend um, using all those things. But I would say Instagram stories, then Facebook Live, then Facebook stories. Absolutely. I agree with you on the LinkedIn thing as well. I've been testing that recently and uh, the algorithm is definitely playing in favor. Uh, video views I'm seeing. It's interesting as you watch this, you see different patterns. You're like, why did this video get like X views and the other one didn't? You know, right. it's, it's still kind of figuring it out. But I've really seen like in terms of the view count on Instagram, um, much higher than what I've seen on Facebook of recent anyways. But things are always changing. Uh-huh. It's dynamic, right? right. Um so that's the, that's why it's like you need to be a student of this these days if you're going to stay relevant um, for the future, uh, which is what what we can uh, talk about as well as what you see coming for 2019. Um, before we wrap up, I want to make sure we cover uh, two things, your book and your flash briefing. Let's handle your book last because explaining to the listeners what a flash briefing is might, might take a little bit more time. So, so, so what is a flash briefing real quick? Yes. So I have um, one of my home smart speakers in this room. So I'm going to say Lexi. You can't say the word. I'm going to say Lexi, not the full name, but y'all get follow me where we're going. So voice is the new future of everything, right? And I know that sounds so weird in Jetsons, you know, like it's out there. You can't really think about what you're doing with it. But remember, we felt the same way about YouTube when it came out. I felt the same way about my iPhone. I was like, I'm never going to pay $600 for an iPhone. I have a yeah. flip phone and it makes all money. <laughs> right. So we just don't know because we don't know. But what's happening is, remember, just like this awesome podcast that you have, I can do something else while I'm listening. I yeah. can drive my car. I can clean my house. I can do these other things. This audio is passive. Mm-hmm. And now they're building in all of these smart speakers like Lexi and Google Home and all of that into new homes. Lennar and KB are doing it. Uh, BMW and Ford have them built into uh, the cars, the new cars now. Uh, Facebook just released Portal, which is like an iPad type of visual thing. And that has Lexi built into it too. So we're just going to be walking around all the time saying, hey, um, you know, order this or do this. But a lot of people, that's where it stops, right? They think, oh, you're going to be asking the weather and ordering things and playing music. Let me give you this example. Okay. Imagine you're standing in your kitchen and you're talking to your, your wife or your husband. And you're like, you know, babe, we should really repaint these walls. I'm just kind of getting tired of it. And then, you know, that your spouse says, yeah, you know, and it's just so stuffed in here now that we have the new baby. That's what's going to happen is start listening to what you're doing. And they're going to start picking up on those things, just like Facebook does. They look at our behaviors and they serve up those algorithms. And all of a sudden you might get um, Lexi saying, um, would you like me to give you five different painters in the area? And by the way, are you interested in the market value of your home? So-and-so at 123 Elm Street down the way just sold their home for 500000 And you might say, well, yeah, actually we are. And then there you go. You're connecting them with an agent and all of these things. That's how it's going to be right? It's not like we're going to be standing around giving just these, 
um, you know, thing, these asking devices for X, Y, and Z, they're going to be um, serving up like in an algorithm what we're asking for. We don't even know it. And now people are like, oh, that's so creepy. Stop it. We love algorithms. You love an algorithm. You love Netflix that tells you the next thing you should watch. And you're like, oh, I'm so glad Netflix told me to watch this. It's awesome, right? We all need algorithms. So, all right. So let me let me interject. Are you saying are you saying Alexa's going to interrupt us while we're in the middle of a conversation? Because that's what people know. think is creepy. I'll interrupt, but <laughs> I'll be like, hey, excuse me, did I overhear? It only feels, it only feels creepy because we're on studio, right? I know everything's uh, going to be not creepy soon enough when everything's like robots and yeah, uh, speaking I did of, hear, uh, Black I did, Mirror, Netflix. Yes, it's yeah. very Black Mirror. It's very Black Mirror. Yeah. I, that um there were some lexies that were going rogue and like doing a crazy laugh in the middle of the night and i thought that was i, was, I, I would have loved to be one of those people <laughs> oh my gosh i just got chills uh, thinking about that <laughs> but yeah so a, a flash briefing is yeah. just simply a very short mini podcast a minute two minutes three minutes and when i get up in my in the morning and have my coffee i say lexi what are my flash briefings and it plays all of these mini podcasts. You could have it from any type of variety of content, whether it's news or weather or mortgage or real estate or marketing. And um, that's really the future of how people are going to be taking in information um, so they don't have to read it or they don't have to Google search it. It's just there and it serves it up. So think of it like a YouTube channel. You know how YouTube works. You know you can go to it and you can search categories. And when you find something you like, a channel you like, you can subscribe. It's the exact same thing. So you have the topics that you want to learn about or hear about. You go into Amazon. You can actually um, go to what they're called skills and you can search in that. And so I can look for real estate or marketing and I can see all the flash briefings I can choose from. And I just subscribe to that flash briefing and that's as easy as it is. It will continue to get easier. It's sometimes a little convoluted at this point where you have to go here and go here and go here. But it is the wave of the future. It is where we're going for um, just marketing in general and content. Yep, yep. No, absolutely. I've been messing around with it for a while too. And I do find it very convenient too. As you say, you're you're multitasking, doing other things. And you're just like, you know, hey, Lexi, read my flash briefings. And whatever you've subscribed to, boom, it's going to come up with those flash briefings. It's actually really cool. All right, good stuff there. So um, tell us briefly about your book and then we'll, uh, you know, we'll wrap up. Yes. So my book is called Talking in Pictures. I selected that title because the CEO of Snapchat really talked about um, this profound statement that he said, you know, parents look at their 12 year old daughter and wonder why she's taking 10,000 pictures of things they would never care about. What they don't realize is she's not preserving memory. She's talking. Mm. And so we are now all talking in images and pictures and sharing our lives. Now it really did focus on how Snapchat itself really is the, the catalyst to change all of our communication and behaviors. However, the information in it applies to Facebook stories and Instagram stories as well. Um, so it's called talking in pictures. You can find it on Amazon and you know, you can find it really anywhere online. So, okay. And I'll definitely put links in the show notes. And by the way, for those listening, I'm always looking for ways for loan officers to better engage with realtors. And, uh, a, a concept we've talked about a number of times is a book study or and number one, just gifting them a book of value. Um, uh, secondly though, you, you could do like a small, you know, book study group on uh, this, this book as well, because you you're in front of agents all the time. Um, even, even those brokerages, KW and all these others who have great training agents are still, they're hungry for this kind of info, aren't they? Right. Yeah. Social media is changing all the time and, um, you know, it's a real value add when you can connect with people that either have an understanding are practitioners and, or know people that they can introduce them to for those little tidbits and tips, because you're right. 
you know, we all want to know how to improve our business with real estate. And there's so many ways to do it. And this is an area where people are confused and it yeah. seems like too much and they don't want to do it. And they want to throw their hands up because they just don't know where to start. Um, so that is a really great angle to help that clientele is to be able to understand it and make the hard stuff easy. That's all you have to do. So you have to learn how to do the thing and then make it easy and be able to explain it to someone. You bet. And of course, we're going to put links to all your social media sites uh, in the show notes so people can follow you and uh, watch what you do on social media because um, you're great to learn from, number one. Um, lastly, real quick, uh, I don't know, 30 seconds, 45 seconds. Uh, what, what do you see coming 2019? What are you doing differently? I am hmm, definitely going all in on voice. Um, so I've already preloaded my flash briefings. I'm going more into the podcasting. Um, I'm going to, I, I have already been really going all in on stories. I've been doing that for a number of years. What I would like people to kick off for the new year with is something that when I started in stories really helped grow my community and brand. And it's very simple. I make a rule. I call it don't stalk unless you talk, meaning don't watch people's stories unless you're going to send a message mm. that will absolutely incrementally increase your community. And not only does it do that, but the algorithms, when they are watching who you're watching, they're watching who you're commenting on and talking to. Mm -hmm. And what happens is if I'm talking to you quite a bit on my Insta story, all of a sudden you're going to start seeing my Insta story a whole lot sooner up in the lineup. So it's reciprocal, right? So it's a way to build brand, but it's also a way to really build community and get people to know you and you get to know them. So do that 60 day challenge where you're talking when you're stalking and also the first 10 posts in any feed, whether it's Instagram or Facebook, comment on it. Mm -hmm. Comments are really, really important in Facebook. That's the number one algorithm trigger right now. So you must be commenting and talking. And I talk a lot to people and say, less contenting, more commenting because that's where the magic happens. And I make content all day long. I'm not saying to stop doing that. I'm yeah. just saying you, we need to be thinking about how we're engaging yeah. because there's so much content that it's easy to get lost. And there's, it's just too noisy, too overwhelming. And people aren't going to watch or, or subscribe or listen or engage with your content unless you engage with them first. No, that's a great tip. And I want to thank you for sharing that because I, I applied that when I first saw you talk about it at the conference. And um, so now I make a conscious effort to definitely comment. What did you call it? The the, the emoji is just like the drive-by high five? Oh, the social drive-bys. The yeah. social drive-bys, yeah. No social drive-bys. You actually have to make a comment. No like, no little emoji, the hearts, that no double taps down Instagram. Doesn't count. <laughs> And that's the thing to remember. It's a conversation. That's really what we're trying to drive. It's conversation right. and engagement. And the only way to do that is comment, right? Just like here to here. Uh, you wouldn't be just sitting there quiet, right? You'd be like, no, commenting and engaging. So best practice. Exactly. All right. So Chelsea, before we sign off, I have to make sure that we acknowledge you because you've got a very special opportunity coming up uh, with a conference that Gary V puts on that's like growing in wild popularity. And so tell listeners about that because some people might want to go and register. Yeah, I am so excited. I mean, this is like bucket list. Gary Vee is one of my icons, idols. I'm totally going to fangirl when I meet him. Uh, but this is this is a conference. It's called Agent 2021. Yeah. And um, a lot of people are like, what's with the, the name, right? Well, so he really wanted to create um, a, an event with an end date because he was like, we have a short amount of time before the world changes, right? So we're gonna go out there, we're gonna get it. We're gonna do this till 2021 and that's it. So it's a limited time conference, hugely popular last year. It's in the Hard Rock Stadium. We are on the field, on the football field. There is a um, mortgage track, there is a real estate track. 
And it's the top minds and it's actionable items and tips. It's not high level stuff. It's like, Hey, this is how you do this. They're having Instagram will be there. They will be hosting Instagram story trainings with Instagram. How cool is that? Mm -hmm. And then I'm one of three people in the real estate world who were, um, you know, blessed to be chosen to speak. And I'll be uh, talking about building your personal brand in a digital world. And And when is the 17th of January, 2019. All right. So January 17th, 2019, I'll put yeah. a link to the registration page in the show notes. Um, yeah, that's a huge honor. Congrats to you. Yeah, for that. Thank you. All right. Awesome. I know we both uh, have another meeting to go to, so I can't thank you enough for being here and passing on your great wisdom. And um, thanks for what you do for the real estate and mortgage space. Oh, thank you so much. It was really fun to be here. I appreciate the offer. Oh, you bet. And listeners, as always, uh, if you like what we're doing here, please let us know. Leave a little comment out wherever you're listening to this, you know, on podcast uh, channels or on the blog. And we appreciate you and we'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at MortgageMarketingInstitute.com. Hey guys, what's up real quick. Uh, you've heard about the mortgage marketing pro membership before. And I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our mortgage marketing pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents, butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.